0: Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hello, and welcome to episode 30. Today, I can, first of all, I can't believe it's been 30 episodes. We are on fire, ladies. Um, today, I want to talk about solving midlife problems Now here is how this episode came about. As you know, if you've listened before, I love me some tennis. Tennis is my new obsession. um, And there's many reasons why I'll get into that. But the other day, being yesterday, I hurt my knee. Now, I hurt my knee making my bed. Don't tell anybody this. Like I wasn't going to tell anybody this, but I'll just tell you this. I was literally making my bed and I hurt my knee these are midlife old people problems right it was because I was kneeling on my bed to do it and I have a bad knee my knee is bad uh, just from injuries when I was 19 playing soccer and something happened to my knee when I was kneeling on it and my knee sticks every once in a while and this is what happened it got stuck and so I was having a bad day because I was supposed to play tennis today And when my knee sticks, it literally won't move. And so obviously I can't run and play tennis. And it's random when this happens. This happens once a year. And I thought I was good because it already happened this year. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. No problems here. Uh, I guess because of what I did, I caused it to happen. I induced it. And so I have to just wait for it to kind of unlock. And it's just the way my knee is from the many, many surgeries Um, there's stuff floating around in there and it just sticks every once in a while. So I was totally bummed because it's another gorgeous day and I wanted to get out there and play tennis. I love playing tennis because it's a social thing, but also it's a new skill that I'm learning and I'm getting better at it. So anytime you get better at something, You want to do more of it. You enjoy it. It's more fun when you're good at something. And so I kind of have been like in a forward momentum, improving all the time. And so I was super excited to get out there and get some more hits on this glorious sunny day because fall is coming and fall means the rain is coming. And then I won't be able to play outdoor tennis. And the group that I'm with, the Poco Tennis Club, is so much fun. So much fun. It's a social group. And there's people of all sizes and ages. We have like 65, seven-year-old couple guys in there. And they'll beat me because you know what, they're good at technique. And so I want to be more like them. How do I do less and be smarter about it and understand more, right? The The more I understand, the technique of tennis the less I have to work and so I'm getting better and better and then I can play more because it's because I'm running less it's easier on my knee when I first started I would just run around like crazy and just chase after everything and hit it as hard as I could I was exhausted at the end of it and I could only play like once every couple of days because it was so hard on my knee and now that I'm getting better I can play more often because I just know where to stand and and I let my racket do all the work so that was a long story. But that is why I came up with this episode today, because this is a midlife problem. My old sports injuries coming back to haunt me. So I can't do what I wanted to do. And I could sit and, you know, feel sorry for myself. Or I could do a 100 other things. And so I decided I'm going to do a hundred other things because life is too short. So I didn't want to get into a funk because I couldn't play tennis. And so the way I get out of this, the way I solve for problems, because a problem is just something that we think is a problem. If I was to tell somebody else this story, they'd be like, where's the problem? There's no problem. So remember, my problem is my problem because I've decided it's a problem. And this is the same for you. So you're going to have problems. You're going to have midlife problems that are coming up over and over again. And a lot of them have to do with midlife issues like weight gain. That's a problem that comes up over and over and over again with my clients, meaning they're always coming to see me. And the first thing they'll say is like, I just, I'm not loving my body and my body is changing. And I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to make it work for where I'm at in my life. And then you have body changes, like your body can't do what it used to do, right? Like the techniques, I'm going to show you a couple of techniques, techniques, you're going to love it. Um, But you can apply it to any of these, like if you're having trouble with your weight or if your body has changed like oh yeah it can't do what it used to do and now I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling like you know I'm getting older and then you your brain starts to go there and tell you all these stories and then and then you kind of go downhill you go into a spiral so we want to avoid that at all costs because I see midlife as Like the next chapter where you get to put all your time and energy into you, all that love and energy and excitement and everything that you put into your kids. Now you get to focus it on you. Like this is the best time ever. Also, because you know who you are, you have a job, you have more money, like all of these things uh, are going to create more freedom for you so you can enjoy midlife instead of feeling like you're an old person. So that's the body changes part. Body can't do what it used to. Like you might not be able to play the same sports that you used to play. You might not be able to do the same activities that you used to play, but it's okay. It's okay because there's other things that you can do. So your options are you could focus on what you can't do, or you can focus on okay, what can I do? Right? Like we're redirecting the brain. These are the techniques that I'm going to teach you and show you. And then there's injuries like I'm talking about today. This is an old injury that came, came back to haunt me and it comes, you know, once a year, this time, a couple times a year, but you might have like a new injury because, um, of, what all the changes that happen in your body and your life what you're doing in your life and also relationships they change in midlife so we can use these techniques for focusing on making better relationships in our midlife a lot of the times what happens is when our kids get older and they leave the house or they have their own lives then we're left with our partners and it's going to be a different relationship because you had this relationship where you met and it was all about each other. And then you had beautiful children and then it became all about the kids. And then, so that's, was a good 16 to 20 years. And then the kids dump you and leave. And now you're left with this partner again. And you're kind of looking at each other thinking, okay, who are you? Do I still like you? Could I love you again? (laughs) This is what happens. And people will part ways or they'll go out and do all the things that they want to do now and it'll bring them closer and speaking of kids dumping you that's one of the things that we have to work through in midlife that is one of the issues for sure that's where I'm at right now and I say that that that, you know your kids dump you and I'm joking when I say it but I'm not joking because that's what happens and having your purpose this is a big one when I work with my clients this comes up in everybody whether they realize it or not that our kids were our purpose, and when they don't need us anymore, we have we feel like we're purposeless. We feel like we're floating around without any direction at all, and it's and it hurts our hearts because we if we don't have a purpose, then what good am I? What's why am I even here? Like, what value am I adding? Where do I fit in in this? Right, that is such a big one. Refinding our purpose, and I'm here to say. You can create a new purpose. I would encourage you to create a new purpose, not go back to your old purpose because you're not that person anymore. If you're trying to go back to recreate something, how can you create that from this point here, from who you are now? That's what I would encourage you to find out, be curious about. So these are a whole bunch of midlife problems. I just listed a whole bunch for you. So you probably fall into one for sure but probably many of these categories but one might be bigger for you right one might be like yes that's where I'm at so start with that that's what you want to take these skills and apply to so again I am relating this to my need this is how I don't go into a funk and feel sorry for myself when my knee is locked up and I can't do all the things that like light me on fire. And then I jump out of bed in the morning to do, I'm so excited to go play tennis, right? So when you are focusing on your problem, so we're going to use mine. So my knee is stuck. I can't do what I want to do. I feel a certain way. And my brain goes in a certain place that it's always going to go to right? And that's the subconscious. My brain just goes there and I don't notice it's going there. I'm just all of a sudden, I just all of a sudden find myself there. I'm like, oh, how did I get here? Or I'm not even aware that I'm there. I'm aware that I'm there just because of the work that I do. I'm always thinking about my thoughts. I'm a thinker of my thoughts. But a lot of people aren't even aware that they're there. And so that's the first thing is realizing that you're there. Okay, I have a problem. I feel like I'm struggling with a problem. Okay, how am I going to solve this? Because we want to notice where our brain is, and then we want to take our brain out of that. We want to redirect our brain to somewhere else. And the first thing we always want to do is a pattern interrupt. That's like, if we have the thing we do over and over again, it's just a pattern. We do it without even thinking about it. That's why it's put into our subconscious. It just runs subconsciously without any effort from our brain. So we have to interrupt that. To create something different so we have to put up a roadblock now all the these two techniques that I'm teaching you are from my mentor and my coach Melissa tears she's amazing amazing and I love all the things that she teaches me and I try to share them with you so that you can apply them to your life because they are life changing I promise you it seems like something small but if you put the time and effort into learning this it will change your life remember you've got to do the work I can't tell you this and you do it once and expect it to work this is something that you do all day every day to not have the subconscious running and create this instead so when you have your problem and you're focused on your problem that's all your brain can see now you've got this um, tunnel vision of what the problem is and you have a thought like oh this is horrible why does this happen to me and then you, everything you see is going to reinforce that it, how horrible it is, right? Because whatever you see in your brain, you'll find. It'll, you'll, you'll prove yourself right all the time. So if you think that the world is against you, you'll prove yourself right. You'll see everything that, that says, like, see, this is why it, the world is so bad. So we want to redirect your brain. So when you're having this thought and you know that you're having this thought, first is the awareness. Our change is a circle that happens, or sorry, like our life is a circle that happens and change is having that awareness. if we have that awareness, there's a small break in that circle that happens. And then as soon as we notice it and put our attention on it, we make that small little break wider and that's where we can do the work and make a change. So first it's the awareness that it's there and then putting our attention on it creates the space for us to make a change. I just had to repeat that because it's so important. That's what gets us off the hamster wheel. I and mean, we want us to ask ourselves this question. So listen carefully. What's everything that you're not noticing that's not that? Mm-hmm. I know you should write that down. I'm going to repeat it. (laughs) What's everything that you're not noticing that's not that? What? This is such a game changer. First of all, when you have, when you ask that question, you have to stop and think about it. Your brain is like, what just happened? And so there's the pattern interrupt, right? It'll take you out of your unconscious uh ways your unconscious zombie your unconscious zone your unconscious same same that you've been doing and you have to be like what just happened there and you have to think about what was just said by you what's everything that you're not noticing so you're just focused on the problem that's not that which is the problem and when you ask the question that way it will shock your brain out of the pattern the unconsciousness, and then you can pay attention. And then what that actually means when you break this sentence down is like, here's the problem. What's all the other stuff that I'm not noticing? Because we get so laser focused on the problem. And we think that that's all there is. And then when we start to look around of all the other things, of uh, when we're looking for everything that's we're not noticing, that's not that, oh my gosh, it opens our brain to all the possibilities of what is or what could be for us. That's why this question is so freaking powerful and beautiful and amazing. What's everything that you're not noticing that's not that? And then just go into detail. Just notice all of it. And I know as soon as I do that, I always start with what's around me, and it's always nature, like nature, I love you so much. Nature is always the answer. So if I am having this problem, and then I just look around me, the first thing I see is the, you know, the trees and the flowers and all that. And then I see my family, my kids, oh my gosh, look at that. And so that's how it starts. Right? I look at my health. I look at this job that I have that I've created for myself. I look at the life that I have and I zoom out and I see the big picture. I can see the peripheral of everything as opposed to that laser focus problem that was I was giving all my attention and energy to and it was dragging me down. And as soon as I start to notice all the things that I'm not noticing that's not that, I feel better. I feel better. And then I start to go into gratitude. And gratitude is the highest energy, friends. It is. It's higher than love. Gratitude. Because gratitude is being grateful for things. And that feels like they're done, if that makes sense, right? Even if you even if you don't have a something, if you're grateful for it, the energy that you put out there will attract it to you. I'll do another episode on that because that is like, that's the, you know, power of manifesting, Um, become, you want to become the feeling of how you want to feel after having achieved the thing. Assume the state of the wish fulfilled. That's one of the quotes that I got from one of my mentors, assume the state of the wish fulfilled. It means feel the way that you want to feel before you've achieved the thing and you'll draw it to you faster. Okay, don't let me get sidetracked here. I want to stick on this because this is just so powerful. This is how you can change your life. This is how you can redirect your brain and get what you want. Solve all your midlife problems drama free. Mm -hmm. But you got to do this all the time. You got to spend the whole day going, anytime you get sucked back into it, you got to have the awareness, create the space to do something different. Oh, what's everything that you're not noticing that's not that? Okay. And then go into detail. And then I wanted to add another question that will help Here's another tool for when you're struggling with those horrible what if questions right because sometimes when we have a problem we go into what if questions but also when we're feeling stressed it's caused by what if questions right what if i'm not good enough what if i fail what if i can't do it what if i don't know how And I just want you to make one little tweak here that is gonna be a game changer. Just add the word so in front of it. What if I can't do it? So, what if I can't do it? Do you see how that instantly changes the whole energy behind it and shows you a different perspective? It forces your brain to look at it from a different perspective. What if they don't like me? So, what if they don't like me? What if I fail? so what if I fail? Just feel the difference in the energy. When you throw that one little word in front of it, it turns everything around. And it allows it kind of shakes your brain out of the same thing. Like, uh, what if what if going into the fear and the anxiety and all of that. And now you can see it from a different perspective. Yes. Yeah, so what if what if I do fail? What's going to happen? probably nothing. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive. I can do this too. This is the power of the words that you use, especially when you're talking to yourself. Everything you say has an energy behind it. It starts with an intention. It starts with a thought in your brain and it has an energy and intention. And then you put that energy out into the world with words. That is why it's called spelling because you're putting a spell out there i choose my words very carefully and i listen very carefully to the words that people speak especially when i'm working with my clients i hang on every word they say because their subconscious is in there is the one speaking and so when i listen to what their words say are when they're what their words are actually saying i can see the subconscious that's running the show, and they're not aware of it. And then what I do is I point it out to them so that they can make a change. Because remember, our brain does three things. It wants to avoid pain, it wants to seek pleasure, and it wants to conserve energy. And the best way to conserve energy for our brain is to take something that we do all day every day, and put it subconsciously so we don't have to use the energy to think about doing it. So if we have negative thoughts about ourselves or if we like to create problems for ourselves or if we or, or if we are thinking bad thoughts or have negative energies going on, our brain just puts it into our subconscious. So that's why it's so dangerous is because it's running down there unseen by you and your consciousness is totally unaware that that's happening. But that's how you're getting the results that you're getting. You're like, why does this keep happening to me? Well, that that's what you've um, subconsciously created. There's unconscious and subconscious, right? We're talking about the subconscious. It's like, yeah, your brain is like, yeah, Heather does this all the time. So I'm just going to not think about it anymore. And I'm going to put it here so it automatically goes, right? Like you don't think about breathing. You don't think about brushing your teeth in the morning. Like those things you just do all the time you don't think about opening the door, you don't think about driving to work. Those are just subconscious because you do it so often your brain's like, "Yep, I'll just file that over here to save myself a whole bunch of energy. And so what we're doing is we're noticing this and we're kind of busting it open. We're like, aha, there's another one. Let's dig into it. Let's change it. How do we change that into what we do want? And these two pattern interrupts, these two brain shakers, like this is going to, kind of disrupt your brains cool calm putting everything into your subconscious like just you know pushing it off brushing it off into your subconscious and all of a sudden it's like whoa what is that it interrupts that flow the patterns it's a pattern interrupt and then your brain has to actually think about it and that's how you can change it because you created it in the first place but then it was subconscious so you're still creating it but you're unaware that you're creating it and that's why you think it's out of your hands but it's not Whew. You guys, I just had to get this off my chest because this is so powerful for me. On this day where I should be out playing tennis, I'm like, no, I got to tell my girls this. They have to know when something like this happens, you can make really good use of this. How? Change your brain. Change your brain. Not woe is me. I can't do what I wanted to do. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We can create whatever we want, girls. And... I'm going to repeat these two questions again because they're game changers and you got to do it all day every day. You can't just do it once and expect it to change. No, you got to put in the effort all day every day. When you notice that old pattern coming up, this is what you want to do. What's everything you're not noticing that's not that. Go into detail about it. And then when you have these what if questions, these fear based anxiety driven what if questions, just throw so in front of it. So what if I fail at this? Because when I fail, I move forward. I learn and grow. That's how I get better, right? So what if? And that, my friends, is a game changer. And that, ladies, sisters, mothers, midlife mamas, that is how you can solve your midlife problems thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope this has helped you in some way. Always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.